game is over, the New York Jets are the world champions. You play to win the game. He's got it! That's a Jet touchdown! Can't wait! You're listening to the official New York Jets podcast, a Jets 360 production. What's up, everybody? Thanks for downloading the official Jets podcast. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen in studio. EA, the final game of the regular season. It's coming. It's crazy to think about that. Can people rate the podcast? Yeah, of course. Well, we'd appreciate a couple ratings out there. Too. A little reviews, too, would be nice. Yeah, because I know people are listening all across the nation, maybe uh, around the globe as well, overseas. I'm sure we have a couple overseas listeners, no, no doubt. I would say more than a few. But So, yeah, rate us. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear yeah, in the off season. The uh, season goes by quickly, but they're long days. Um, this is not the season the New York Jets or their fan base wanted. Uh, with that being said, uh, you have a quarterback that is developing right in front of your very eyes. Uh, Sam Darnold's playing awfully well down the stretch. He went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers last week. And this was what this season was really all about when you turn – the football over to the number three overall pick in the 2018 draft. You wanted to see his development and him taking steps, and that's certainly happening right now. That makes me awfully excited and optimistic about the offseason and what is ahead. Well, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. When you look back on 2018, it really was a, the year of Sam Darnold and his growth, and I think it's a little bit bittersweet only because towards the end of the year, these past couple of games since he's returned from injury, the offense has really seemed to find its stride. And so, of course, your mind is going to wander is wander to, okay, well, what if he played like that a little bit earlier? Could this be a different situation? But regardless, it's all positive here, knowing that Sam Darnold is taking these steps forward. I point back to Week 8 in Chicago when Olivia Landis caught up with Tony Romo and he, not that he called it, but he, he said, as most players do in their first to second years, improve. But he said, you know, maybe you'll see him take off towards the end of 2018. And I think Sunday against the Packers was a prime example of that. He had a career-high 341 yards, three touchdowns, 128 rating. I mean, he, he was really phenomenal Sunday. He's been very efficient with the football. Didn't turn it over like you mentioned. The Jets are extending drives. They didn't have the third down success Sunday against the Packers, but put up a lot of points. And you're seeing the continued development of Robbie Anderson and Chris Herndon. And those guys are going to be around Sam Darnold for 2019 and likely beyond, especially Herndon. We'll see what happens with Robbie Anderson's contract and a number of these other guys. But these are young players who the chemistry is growing and Darnold's playing really well inside the pocket. He's stepping up. He's going through his reads. Uh, he's also using his feet at times. And, uh, you know, he continues to be awfully accurate on the move. And that is uh, that's a really unique skill. I mean, we watch Patrick Mahomes and say he can do things like that. But there aren't a lot of guys in the league, I think, who are as accurate as Darnold is, either rolling to the left or right, and he squares his shoulders, too. That's that's taken years of training, and he's really adapted it. I think we've seen or we saw flashes in the preseason, What exactly what you're talking about, rolling right, rolling left, being accurate on the run. 
I remember him hitting Andre Roberts rolling left early in a preseason game. And you, you just kind of take a second. You're like, okay, well, that, that was really nice. And now you're seeing it come to fruition in live game actions when it counts. So I uh, wonder what Chris Hearn's ceiling is just watching him over the last couple games. I think he had 82 yards receiving against mm -hmm. the Packers. Six catches, yeah, 82 the, yards and one touchdown. That one-handed catch where Darnold actually misfired on it. but uh, That catch was phenomenal, by the way. Uh, for him to stick his hand out, catch the ball, and then absorb contact, uh, I mean, it, it was – it was really an impressive catch. Yep. Yeah, I just think that the Jets, I just, we just got up from the locker room. We're taping this on Wednesday. I just talked to Spencer Long about what's happening here, and he's been very impressed with Darnold and his growth and the steps he's taken. And he said he's always been the same. He said that same kind of personality, the temperament, nothing's really changed with him. But I also asked him about this week in particular, how do you guys go approaching this game knowing that New England could be the number one seed? We discussed this earlier. We didn't know if the Patriots could be the number one seed. They but can. in fact, they yeah. can, yes. And the Jets, meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, they, did, they can finish 5-11. and 11. And Spencer said, we're pissed off. We're bitter right now because over the last four games, the Jets have had fourth quarter leads in every one of them, and they've only been able to win the one game when they come, and then when they came from behind against the Buffalo Bills. But you think about Tennessee, they had a 16 nothing lead. That was a game they should have won. You think about Houston on a Saturday night where Eli McGuire's touchdown in the fourth quarter gave this team a lead after a fantastic Darnold-led drive. And then last week, you got to put them away. Your advantage in the fourth quarter is 35-20. That's a 15-point Deficit, and I don't think the referees had a great game either, but I don't think any of those guys in the locker room are saying we shouldn't have finished. And I think the guys are still bitter, and I would anticipate Greens are going to come out and play well against the Patriots. You mentioned Eli McGuire's touchdown run against the Texans. I actually spoke to Kelvin Beecham earlier today, and I asked him about Eli McGuire because, if you recall, Eli was really forced to the top of the depth chart because of two injuries, one to Bilal Powell, and then to Isaiah Crowell, both on injured reserve. So that left Eli at the top of the depth chart, only in his second year. And Kelvin Beecham said that last year when Eli was starting to get a little more reps and saw him, they, they thought internally, oh, wow, this guy could be a pretty special player and do some good things for us. And he was really excited to have Powell, Crowell, and McGuire all there at once. Obviously, that didn't happen because Bilal got hurt, and then while Eli McGuire was on IR, and then he got called up, and Bilal went down. So it was a little bit of a revolving door at running back. But I think it's a matter of time before Eli breaks one. Um, and maybe it happens Sunday against the Patriots. I'm going to be very interested to see how the Patriots try to defend the Jets, um, because Bill Belichick over the years has been, hey, I'm going to make you play left-handed, I'm going to take away what you do best. Well, right now, over the last few weeks, offensively, the Jets have been doing a lot of things well. They've been sticking with the run. Mm -hmm. Sam Darnold has been playing awfully well, taking those aforementioned steps that we're talking about. But uh, I would imagine Robbie Anderson is going to see a lot of uh, safety coverage over the top. And also, uh, going to be interesting to see it now with Chris Herndon continuing to develop what the Patriots are going to try to do there. And especially considering the Jets' injuries at wide receiver, 
Head coach Todd Bowles said that Quincy Nunwa has a slim chance to play sure. in Week 17, and then Jermaine Curse did not practice Wednesday with an Achilles injury, and the Jets are thin at receiver right now, so we'll see what happens on Sunday and who steps up. But did you see the Patriots on the other side of the ball? Like I said, the Jets got to finish, and that means you mean on offense? Well, they got to finish defensively. Well, yeah, what we really think about so. Uh, the Patriots uh, did not throw the ball very well last week against the Buffalo Bills, but they turned around and said, okay, we're going to pound the football. We'll have to see how they come out firing uh, this week. Obviously dealing with some issues of their own. Josh Gordon uh, taking an extended leave of absence. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're changing on the fly, but the Patriots will be back in the playoffs again. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't see it. <laughs> I feel like every week, every week you have a new zing for the Patriots. <laughs> That's a zing. That's a. I, I would tell maybe you. Maybe not a zing, but there's, there's always a little little jab at out in front. Well, of Tom Brady's people. 41 years old. Um, I don't think their past game is what it has been in the past. Uh, he is a good quarterback. He cannot defy age. Uh, Gronkowski is beaten up. How about Week 12 when the Jets and Patriots first played? Sam Darnold did not play that game. Josh McCown did. Sam Darnold had gotten hurt couple weeks prior to that with a strained right foot but James White is really their primary offensive weapon and James White only had one catch against the Jets for five yards in week 12 so the Jets did a great job against White and they're going to need to do it again if they want to be competitive in this game because James White leads the Patriots in receptions and yards and he's their second running back to Sony Michelle, the rookie out of Georgia, and he has a total of 11 touchdowns. He's really their offensive weapon, utility player, do-it-all, jack-of-all-trades, however you want to phrase it, however you want to, whatever you want to call James White, that's what he is for the New Sony England Sony Michelle at 881 yards so far rushing on the season. He's averaged about four and a half a clip. Um, with the big day against the Jets, he could reach 1,000 yards his rookie season, but like you mentioned, you got James uh, White, who also he's averaging 4.4 yards a carry himself. They've used, used Patterson as a rusher, as we know. Edelman is the guy who is, um, I, I think you would, from a yards perspective, he's leading the team. And then second was Josh Gordon. So again, mm-hmm. they're going to have to make some adjustments here as we uh, go into the playoffs. And Chris Hogan. Uh, I don't know what's happened there. He's still averaging 16.1 yards of reception, but he's only got 29 receptions this season. That jumps out at you. And Gronk missed a few games. He's got 45 yep. receptions this season. No matter how we, no matter how we try to describe the Patriots and talk about their issues this year compared to, to last year or years before or what you may know or remember from, The Patriots are still a very good team and have an opportunity to lock up a number one seed. And I think that this is going to be a tough matchup for the Jets. Jets Kansas City is going to be the number one seed. All right, no doubt. Sure. You think so? Yeah. They're they're playing playing Oakland at home. Meaning the Chiefs are at home? Yeah. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to be the number one seed for sure. Yeah. They have Mm -hmm. to win and they're the one seed. Simple as that. Yeah. And Kansas City will be the number one seed. Yeah. So, uh, but I did I did pick the Raiders to beat the Broncos on Monday night. I know you did. Would you say that? What would you say if New England was the two when they went to Kansas City, the AFC Championship game? Well, that, that'd be a tough matchup. Who would you take in that game? 
Well, when we cross that bridge <laughs> okay. on the official Jets podcast, we'll all come to it. All right, that's fine. But, but I know your answer. Uh, I would take Magic Mahomes in that game. Yeah, I know. At home. Now, if New England gets the one seed, that might change everything for me. But I got to be honest with you. I think Jets have they got a decent shot of winning this game. All right. It would be an upset. <laughs> would be an upset. But with the way Darnold's playing right now, again, this is not that explosive offense that we've seen in years past. I think this is a one-possession game in the fourth quarter again. I would enjoy that very much so. Uh, that's Especially considering the last two years the Jets have not bowed bed. They've not fared well in Foxborough. Now let me ask you this one. Uh, so right now – the Jets are tied for 14th in sacks in the National Football League with Jordan Jenkins and Henry Anderson leading the way with seven apiece. Who do you have winning the sack race on the Jets this season? <laughs> I think, think it's a tie. Oh, you think it's going to end up a tie? I think because the Patriots don't give up too many sacks. I think so. Uh, yep, that's what I think. I think it's going to be a tie. I think the goose gets in there and gets one. All right. That's not a knock on Jordan either because he's had a fine season himself, but he's been... Uh, Banged up a little bit lately, yeah, right? Yeah, with an ankle injury. And if yeah. you think about the goose, Henry Anderson, that's the other trade with the Colts that doesn't really get as much publicity as, of course, the Sam Darnold trade. When the Jets traded up from 6-3, to three, but then the Jets and Colts struck again in the end of the draft when the Jets sent the 235th overall selection for what could be their sack leader in 2018. This has right been, uh, and then Brant Boyer and company, we, do we give the special teams enough love? Well, well we I was have so to because Bill Belichick said this is the best unit we faced all year. Did he say that? I should he use did. that in five storylines, Jets, Patriots, and NewYorkJets.com. But I, what I will tell you is that this has been one of the best special team seasons I've ever seen. Andre Roberts now, 99 yards against the Packers for the touchdown when they needed to play late. Kickoff return all the way to the Green Bay Packers, 38-yard Yeah, you, you, you thought he was gone. You started standing up in, yeah, I was in excited. your press box seat. I was excited. Hey, Brant Boyer calling the fake punt. I love that. Well, uh, I, if you're Joe Philbin in the Packers, why are you kicking Andre Roberts again? I, I wouldn't. I, wouldn't. I guess they wanted to make it fun for Aaron Rodgers. God, Aaron Rodgers. I give Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit, don't you? Yeah, he was, he was awesome. He was good. The the up close that, and personal experience was something else. He did show a lot of leadership out there. I'll tell you what, because he could have packed it in, but he didn't. No pun intended. No, yeah, he, he packed was out, it in. He was out there. He he was a gamer, and he wow, he made a couple throws out there. It was like, ooh, yeah, yeah. He, he's but, a great player. But Darnold, twenty one years old, he looked pretty good himself. He did. I, I'm excited to see what how he plays Sunday because when he came back from the injury, he played against Buffalo on the road. That's been the only road game he's played since returning from injury. And he didn't throw all over the yard. Yes, the Jets won, and he was clutch when the team needed him to be. But he didn't have quite the performance he did in Buffalo against than he did against uh, the Texans and the Packers. So I'm very interested to see how he plays in a hostile environment in Foxborough because he's going to have to get used to playing in Foxborough. I didn't predict the offset. I'm just saying I think it is going to be a one-possession game late. I really do. Um, but listen, you got to look at it from a realistic perspective. The Patriots have not lost at home this year, mm -hmm. and the Jets have won one game away from home. They should have won that road game. In two games. Ten two games. Is it two now? Yeah, Detroit oh, Buffalo. Buffalo. I'm sorry. Yeah. They should have three at least, because of the Tennessee game. But you mm -hmm. could go woulda, shoulda, coulda, whatever. And that, I like what Todd Bowles said this week. Uh, he said that I don't live in, 
you know, maybes or kudos or closes or whatever and things like that. And you can't in the National Football League, but uh, yeah, they've been there. They've been there the last month of the season because you didn't know how this team was going to finish after Buffalo mm -hmm. came in here. Uh, 41 10 at MetLife Stadium, and Matt Barkley and company, and they're like, what's happening here? But, uh, you know, they've showed some resiliency and some fight, and, uh, but the top bowls is like, hey, listen, no moral victories. But uh, I don't know. I just look at the, the Patriots. They beat the Bills by 12. I think this is a one-possession game in the fourth. All right. There's and I want, I'd love to see Darnold having the ball in his hands, you know, uh, down six, maybe. Late in the game or two, something like two, that? 2.40 on the clock, ball All right. 28, two timeouts. EA has spoken. You have a nice holiday? It was great. That was convincing. Was, that, was, that was really convincing. It, it was great. I'm just thinking about uh, Andre Roberts. And, oh, we're, all, we're all over the map. Well, uh, how are you going to have a podcast and not discuss these guys making a Pro Bowl? We, we absolutely can. So Andre Roberts and Jason Myers getting to the Pro Bowl, that was big. It is big. You, you were quite happy about that. Uh, yeah, I was because I really didn't think – I thought the odds were stacked against them, even though they both were more than deserving. You cannot make the argument that no, that a return in the National Football League has had a better year than Andre Roberts because it just would be factually incorrect. Whereas uh, Myers had a few guys who I didn't realize until we, saw, we started looking at the stats as far as kicking stats. There are a few guys in the National Football League this season who have had pretty good years. Yeah, and Jason Myers did not practice Wednesday with a left hip injury. They had seven guys from the New York Jets not practice yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, it's a banged-up group right now. Yeah, and Tremaine Johnson did not practice Wednesday, not injury-related. Mm -hmm. He said it was something between him and the headman that they talked it out. Do you think the head man is Todd Bowles or Christopher Johnson? That is definitely Todd Bowles. All right, that's, a, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought. He said, he said he expects to play Sunday, though. Yeah, he expects to practice Thursday and play Sunday. Yes, so, uh, so Tremaine Johnson be out there on the field. Um, but you mentioned James White before, getting back to that as we go. Uh, as we pick our uh, spots here and throw darts against the wall. Uh, Darren Lee was in that game. So yep. no Darren Lee this week for the Jets. Yeah, very. This, this is the fourth and final game of his suspension. Yes, it is. Yes. So I'm very interested because I think Neville Hewitt's played well in Lee's absence, but I don't think he's faced a dynamic running back like uh, James White that's really a, very much so a dual threat out of the backfield. Lamar Miller got hurt early against the Jets. So did LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, that's true. LaShawn McCoy exited early. And Aaron Jones did not Aaron play. Aaron Jones did not play for the Green Bay Packers. So, hey, National Football League, 100% entry league. So, uh, the Jets saw Jamal Williams last week. So, uh, we'll see what happens. we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, hopefully, they keep uh, Sony Michelle in, in check here this week. And you know Jamal always gets up for these opportunities against Big Gronk. Oh, yeah. This is all about respect for 33. Yeah, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if he's going to say anything more about the respect thing because he made it to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> so, so clearly the respect is there. He has it, but I don't know what's been said on the field between those white lines. But That's I fair. know 33 gets all. You think he's going shirtless again? It depends how cold it is. If it's like 40, he won't. But if it's minus 20, he will. All right. <laughs> I don't that, know. That's kind of the madness you get with I, the Prez. I don't know the forecast for Sunday, but that cat will be ready to go. 
So forget about your draft scenarios, everybody. Jamal's coming <laughs> out there ready and rolling. I can't believe people, I get it from a fan perspective. Yeah, I get it. You always want to be the top in everything, so that includes the draft board. But these guys want to win. And Justin Herbert's going back to Oregon, as we learned Wednesday. Well, the Jets have their quarterback. They got him from Pac-12 as well. Yes, they did. Uh, who's the top quarterback in the draft right now? Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State. Do you believe that? Do I believe he is the best? No. Yeah, right. Uh, out of the group right now, yeah. You do? Sure. For sure? No, 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 no. sure. Like, you think that changes before the draft? No, because I think Dwayne Haskins is going to test very well. Do you like his out-of-the-pocket skills? I, th I don't think it's a good year for, for if you need a quarterback. Let's put it that way. Well. Uh, a lot of people like Daniel Jones out of Duke, though. Well, yeah, he, he's supposed to be the third guy right he now. He learned from one of the masters, an old cut, Cutcliffe down <laughs> there. <laughs> Peyton right. uh, uh, Manning's former master. Yeah, this is enough draft talk for now because it's still the regular season. The podcast is going to roll well, on. Well, my point on this is that the Jets got their guy, and we're coming full circle here. We started this podcast about this is not the season the Jets wanted, but you did want to see development from a young quarterback. And you wanted to see signs that this guy was going to be your answer. Well, this guy's 21 years old. The team they're playing this week, the New England Patriots have won the last 10 consecutive AFC East championships. Tom Brady's a five-time Super Bowl winner. He is, uh, I believe, a four-time Super Bowl MVP. He is. He is a three-time NFL MVP. He could be the greatest ever to play the position. But Greens, he is 41 years old. He talked about this week that he plans on playing in 2019 and beyond. The beyond, it doesn't go forever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think you need to find Don Brady's number and tell him. Why? You're, you're passionate about it. I just I think that... There is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Did you read what Aaron Rodgers said about yeah, Sam Darnold after the game? Yeah. He said he thinks this next crop. Well, this is the next crop of quarterbacks. And he was very complimentary of Sam Darnold. So that's a second consecutive week where guys who are going into the Hall of Fame at some point, J.J. Watt and then Aaron Rodgers, were very complimentary about yep. the 21-year-old quarterback who is leading the New York Jets. All right, that's how we wrap up the 2018 regular season of the official So Jets I don't podcast. know why but you say it's a zinger that I am taking shots against the Patriots. I think they've been the model organization. They've won five championships. Tom Brady, I would not argue against anybody saying he's the greatest player of all time. My point is, Greens, as you stare into my gray hair, is that you cannot defy aging. It's not going to. I'm not saying you can't. It's not going to happen forever. And this offense is not as explosive as it has been in the past. And the Jets have to add a number of pieces in the offseason. I'm not saying that. But the most important position in professional sports is quarterback. And the Jets have a young one that they're going to build around. And if you're not happy about that, you're crazy. And the other point is <laughs> the season ends on December 30th. And you know what happens? There are 12 teams in the National Football League out of 32 who make the postseason. So for 20 teams, 
Their seasons are over. So wipe that record off the board. Whatever the Jets finish, 4-12 or 5-11, it is over 4-30 on Sunday, okay? <laughs> yeah. That and, was... and we fast forward on to 2019. I like it. Okay. That's how we close up shop here in the regular season, the official Jets podcast. We're going to keep rolling, though, throughout the offseason. We'll have position reviews, I think we're going to do. That's what we did last year. We'll see. But we got some position reviews, team review, and, of course, the draft stuff and everything that you need to know. Yeah, And and beyond Sam Darnold, you got to like what you've seen from Robbie Anderson. You got to like what you've seen from Herndon. I like the way the offensive line is really. You talked about Eli McGuire before. And Jamal Adams is a cornerstone piece on defense. Got to add a couple more pieces here and there and things like that. But things are starting to look a little bit different down the horizon. We'll see you in 2019.